0: There's a lot of talk about anti Semitism in America today, and a lot is going on. People hating one another, just a mess. I have with me Dove Haiken. And Dove is a former New York State Assemblyman, and he's the founder of Americans Against Anti Semitism. Dove, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure being with you. Happy New Year. You too. Happy and healthy to you and all your listeners.
0: Amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So I'm reading that you are a conservative Democrat. Am I right?
1: Okay. (laughs) I'll (laughs) accept that. I'm happy with that. Yes. So what is
0: a conservative Democrat?
1: Well, uh, you know, I've always been a Democrat, 36 years as a member of the New York State Assembly uh i think i think it means that uh uh you know that on some issues uh i am uh, to the left some to the right some of the center that i look at every issue i'm not a knee jerk anything uh, you know
0: yeah.
1: I, I make judgments uh, uh just because as a republican president and i'm a democrat doesn't mean i'm obligated to Ah, uh, not see all the good that's being done by this president. Right. So uh, that's what I've done all my life. You know, judge the individual. I may prefer being a Democrat. You know, these days I'm not really sure with what's happening with the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, they're just about committing suicide, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But you know, it's being open-minded. You know, it's uh, you know, labels is not something I'm fond of. People call me a conservative Democrat. I'm just uh, a person who loves America and a very proud Jew.
0: Amazing. So I read that your your district, when you were an assemblyman, voted majority for the president. You are an Orthodox orthodox Jew uh, who support the president. How is it that you could stay in the Democratic Party when you are so far away from the way the party? The party is so far left now. It's like a communist party. Why do you stay in the Democratic Party?
1: Well, well, one reason is that uh, I think I'm much more effective being a Democrat uh, and uh, saying and doing the things that I do. I I just think I'm more effective that way. Also, in addition to that, uh, you know, again, it is not a black and white thing to me that uh, uh, you know, being a Republican, you know, there are things. You know, historically, you know, things uh, that uh, I like about the Republican Party. There are uh, presidents who have been great friends of Israel and the Jewish people and some and some who have been less. So it's it's not, you know, well, you know, everything in the Republican Party, you know, is just perfect for me. I prefer being a Democrat and being able to say the things that I say uh, as a Democrat. I think it is just much more effective. And look, the Democratic Party has left me. I haven't left the Democratic Party. They have, it's not the party that I recognize or that people in my communities, and many communities across America, this Democratic Party is a party that unfortunately undermines our country way too often. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a real problem. But, you know, uh, you know, having the title Democrat and speaking out and standing up uh, is much more effective.
0: I at one time was a Democrat as well because you know how black people are Democrats, right? They don't know how. It's like,
1: well, by the way, it's like Jews and Democrats. Right. Democratic Party. <laughs> we have that. We have that in common.
0: Uh, you can say that again. But when God changed my heart, I can and my values. I can no longer identify with the Democratic platform. And so I read the Republican platform, family, God, family, country, constitution, freedom. So I can no longer be a Democrat. I left that party because I couldn't support a party that is pure evil. And I don't understand you being a Jewish person, how you're able to even support a party that's so evil.
1: Well, uh, it's just the contrary to that. The fact is that uh, I have been— one of the most outspoken people uh, uh, regarding what has happened to the Democratic Party. And uh, uh, just as as an example, if I was a Republican today, uh, you know, it it would take away my effectiveness. As long as I can stand and say, look, I have all the issues that you have with the Democratic Party. This Democratic Party is just a completely different party. This is a party that that is going off the cliff and committing suicide. But nonetheless, you know, let me tell you. Let me tell you who, who I drive crazy uh, uh, being a Democrat. The Democrats. <laughs> right. <laughs> who go crazy. Uh, with, They'd be thrilled. They would rejoice if tomorrow morning I said, I'm joining the Republican Party. Uh, I support. There is no question what you said is 100% correct. The values, what this country is all about, what the Jewish people are all about. That the Republican Party is, uh, is is a much better fit. There's yeah, no question about that. We've never had, we have never. I, you know, Democrats cannot admit anything positive about this president. They can't. Right. They will not say one word, you know, positive, even though so many amazing things are happening in this country. Look, you can, you know, disagree, uh, dislike something the president says, etc. He could say it better, etc. That's fine. But if you want to look at the facts on the ground, if you want to look at what's happening in this country, everyone has benefited by this president. And his actions right now uh, with regard to Iran, you know what? I couldn't be prouder to be an American with the fact that this president had the courage to do the right thing, that you have this uh, Soleimani, a murderer, someone responsible for the murdering of so many American soldiers, someone who spent his his entire life planning how to undermine uh, the entire Middle East, and he was very successful. Yes. Now that we got rid of this dirt from this earth, (laughs) we should be applauding that. We should, look, I understand we've got to be careful. We don't want to get into a war, but when you are weak, as we were with Obama, the idea that we gave... The Iranians, I I mean, I don't, $150 billion? Is that that insane? It's mind-blowing.
0: I couldn't believe that. It's just...
1: I mean, cash, man, cash. Yeah,
0: yeah. Amazing. And then they built these rockets. They used that money to build these rockets that they fired off last night, you know, because of that money Obama gave them. Obama needs to be arrested. Why don't you guys put Obama in jail?
1: (laughs) Well, look. Unfortunately, you and I know the double standard in this country. Whether it's the Democratic Party, they only see hate and anti-Semitism if it's on the right. But you know, if they only would look in the mirror, if De Blasio, the mayor of New York, would only look in the mirror and look around him and see what's going on in the city of New York, you know, he'd try to blame the right all year long. You know, if you blame someone else, you know what that means. I don't have to do anything. It's not my fault. You know, like kindergarten. You know, yeah. it's not my yeah. fault. The other guy did it. Yeah, uh, You know, we have a tragedy here in New York. Yeah. How did this happen? How do, you know, I, I had a gentleman last week, a 40-year-old man tell me at a yeshiva in Lawrence, New York, at a breakfast for grandchildren, children. I was there. He said to me, I work in Manhattan for 15 years. I wear a yarmulke. I'm a proud Jew. And then he says to me very quietly, "He says when I went to work yesterday, I took my yarmulke off. I was afraid. Amazing. Afraid to walk the streets of Manhattan, of yeah. this great city. What does that? What does that say to us in terms of how these hypocrites, these politicians, who all all they did for one year with all the anti-Semitism out of control, yeah. out of control. Yeah. All they did was." We condemn anti-Semitism, right? A lot of courage to do that. But what did they do? (laughs) Nothing. nothing.
0: That's right. I want to ask—I want to go back to—I've always wondered. I've talked to friends like Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is one of my friends out here. I always wonder why are so many—something like 70 percent of Jewish people are Democrats. 90 percent of blacks are Democrats. Why are—why are— There are so many Jewish people who are Democrats, liberal Democrats.
1: Well, part of it, uh, as far as the Jews are concerned, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with anyone else. As far as the Jewish community, it's a little bit of a disease. It's a sickness. It doesn't make sense. You know, uh, and unfortunately, I have to admit that for many, many Jews, while they may care about Israel, that is not a priority. It's not even in the top 10 of the important issues that they care about. And that's a very sad commentary. I hope that in the coming months that there will be a change within the Jewish community. Look, majority will vote Democrat. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's hard for them to change. Some of them would, you know, if Mickey Mouse was on the ballot and was a Democrat, they'd vote for Mickey Mouse. It wouldn't matter. (laughs) But I hope some of that is going to change. Look what happened in England with Corbyn. Uh, Corbyn, the Labour Party in England, had 90% of Jews voted for the Labour Party in England forever, ever, ever. In the most recent election, 90% of Jews voted for the Conservative Party because they began to realize it took time. It took time. It took a hell of a lot of anti-Semitism and hate that became part of the Labour Party. The Labour Party was uh, uh, you know, filled with people who had the most vile hatred towards the Jewish people, towards the state of Israel. And again, I want to just say again, you can criticize Israel. You can disagree with the policies. I have in the past, publicly, in the streets. But when you have a BDS movement, boycott, divestment, sanction movement directed against the state of Israel, 194 countries in this world, 194. There's only one BDS movement directed against the Jewish state. Something's wrong. No BDS movement directed against Russia. No BDS movement directed against China or so many other nations that seriously violate the rights of their citizens. No BDS movement except for one place in the world, a state that is constantly under attack, surrounded by enemies, the state of Israel. That's called, to quote Nancy Pelosi, this is one time I agree with her, Nancy Pelosi said supporting BDS is anti-Semitism. What is BDS? Sorry? What is BDS? BDS? BDS, Boycott what is, Divestment and Sanctions.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I want to ask you about Ilhan Omar and Cortez and those other two black women who are against Israel. Why do you why do you guys let them be so outspoken in the Democratic Party when they so against America and Israel?
1: Look, the Democratic Party has empowered these people Uh You know, they've been involved in vile hatred, you know, talking about the Benjamins, talking about, again, as I said, you can disagree with the policies, but there's a line that when you cross that line, you become an anti-Semite. And that's exactly part of the problem. The problem is that the Democratic Party does not have a single standard for hate and anti-Semitism. When the hate comes from within their own party they don't act the same way as they do when it comes to anything related to our president right. or anyone connected to him. Yeah. that is the that. By the way, that is the tragedy. When decent people, when good people don't do the right thing, and in this case, we're talking about democratic leadership from the Schumers of the world to the Nadlers of the world. When they don't do the right thing, that is the beginning of the end. Because, look, the anti-Semites, we know who they are. We get it. We know who Farrakhan is. We know who Linda Sarsour is. And by the way, isn't that remarkable that one of the major candidates <laughs> running for president of the United States, Bernie Sanders, has a malicious, vicious anti-Semite <laughs> on his staff. Amazing. We're talking about representing him. Yeah. How in God's name is that happening? And Democrats are silent
0: You're right about that. I want to ask you—I want to come back to what's happening in Iran. But first, I know that a lot of uh, attacks have been uh, put up on the Jews there in New York. But most of the attacks lately have been about blacks attacking the Jews. But I don't hear anyone saying that it's the blacks who are anti-Jewish— You know, if it were white people doing it, you would hear white supremacists all over the place. But it's blacks who are doing it now, and they barely mention the color of the people. They're they're not calling it anti uh, 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 or black supremacists or anything. Why is there a double standard between whites and blacks?
1: Look, it doesn't fit the narrative. You know, if it's uh, someone on the right, perfect. Everyone lines up behind, uh, you know, to do the interviews and to condemn it. Yeah. But you are correct. And we in Americans Against Anti-Semitism, uh, and by the way, that's americansaa.org for anyone who wants to support and wants to be part of what we're doing. But we have been talking about that. You know, we have video surveillance footage of many of these attacks. We know the people who... Committed the vile acts Mm -hmm. in Jersey City and those who committed the vile acts in Muncie. We know who they are. We see it in the video. And there is this unbelievable double standard, as you say, that how do you solve a problem, Jesse, if you don't address it? Right. If you don't talk about the reality of it. You know, no one is blaming a community. But if almost all of these attacks are emanating from young people who are African-American, we need to ask the questions. We need to have the discussion. I don't understand it myself. You know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, Do they
0: see it? Are they seeing it when blacks do it? uh, Are they attacking the Jews? Are they seeing it differently than when whites do it? I I just don't. Are they afraid to tell the truth about the blacks? I don't even hear—I don't hear Jewish people saying that it's anti-blackism uh, or, or black uh, uh, Semitism, whatever. Black supremacy. I don't hear the Jewish people calling right. it that either. They don't call Al Sharpton out. This has been going on against the Jews in that area. Al Sharpton, like, attacked the Jews way back when, in, and this thing, thing been life. going on for—yeah. And this ain't been building up for years. It's not— just last night, you know what I'm saying? Why don't I they call out Al Sharpton? Why don't they call the blacks what they are?
1: Well, well, Jesse, that's part of the problem with this politically correct, you know, many Jewish leaders, you know, they're afraid themselves. You know, they, they want to be in, you know, most uh, Jewish leaders are part of the Democratic Party. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely, you know, it is happening because there's no choice anymore. Slowly but surely, I myself uh, have set up a meeting with the former governor of New York, David Patterson, who's an amazing individual, amazing. And he's bringing together a group of black leaders, and I'm bringing together a group of Jewish leaders to have real honest discussion. You know, we need to get to the bottom of this so that we can address it. What are the issues? You know, it's a simple question, Jesse. Why are young people in the African-American community attacking innocent people in the streets of New York to the point where parents are afraid to send their kids into the streets. Why is that happening? Because, the black, that discussion?
0: because the black people uh, have hatred in their hearts. And they have been told, instead of forgiving their parents for not being good, decent parents, they have been told that it's the whites, it's the Jews, it's everybody else. And the white people and the Jews won't correct the blacks and say, no, it's not us. Your parents failed you. Your so-called leaders are lying to you and deceiving you. They want you angry so you can destroy and they can get more money. Nobody's saying that.
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, look, we're saying it and more people need to. And it's very, very sad that it took the murder of people in Jersey City, innocent people, You know, one of those young men, 24 years old in that uh, grocery store, he was shot 30 times, 30 times because of the hate, the hate, the hate. Yeah. And by the way, talking about Jersey City, to your point, after the terrible tragedy of Jersey City, you had a member of the Board of Education of Jersey City come out and basically blame the Jews for their own murder. (laughs) And then, and then you had five or six black elected officials. I, look, I'm not making this up. I mean, I don't know whether to laugh or cry when you have responsible people coming to the defense of this member of the Board of Education who blamed the Jews for their own death, who said that the two people, the two murderers, that they had legitimate issues to raise— Now, what kind of message is that for young people? Right. That is the legitimization of anti-Semitism, the legitimization of hate. And Jesse, that undermines the very foundation of our great country. Absolutely. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. America's not perfect. Israel's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Only God is perfect. Okay. But the point is, we are living in the greatest country on the face of the earth. OK, and to have this to have to know that people who are friends of mine. Take off their yarmulke when they go into Manhattan because they are afraid.
0: Well, there are a lot of people. Telling, there are a lot of people who have to take off that. I don't know if they have to, but they take their hats off, make America great again hats because they would be attacked uh, uh, by these people who hate the president, the great white hope.
1: Yeah. Well, the same thing happens uh uh at the uh at universities right universities yeah. Yeah. are supposed to be places where education happens where you listen to other people's point of view that's the whole concept you're supposed to listen so you can learn if all you want to do is stick with your own point of view and not learn something else and look what's going on at universities in this country yeah if 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 someone like yourself or me you know We'll be shouted down. They won't let us speak. They don't want to hear from us. Right. That's part of the double standard. And that's why the president, again, did something that needed to be done with his executive order with regard to universities.
0: I want to ask you about that. I noticed that I have noticed that there are so-called hate crimes against black people. If white people were to have a fight with black, with black people, all of a sudden white people uh, are uh, are blame for a hate crime, right? But if blacks do it to white people, no problem. You can kill the whites, you can rape them, you can murder them, you can break in their homes, no problem. When they uh, start to attack the Jews, then it's a big deal. They got to pass anti-Semitic laws, right? But white people are being killed every day, robbed, raped, in some cases set on fire. They have been murdered. But there are no uh, anti-white crimes. Why aren't? Why is it that especially since this is a white nation that was founded and created by white people, it's their own home, right? Why don't we have anti-white crimes or anti-white laws?
1: Look, we look. We have laws in this country. The problem is not we don't have laws. The problem is that they're not enforced. The problem very often is that uh,
0: but we don't on, have any for white people we have it for the blacks we have them for the jews but we don't have it for the whites
1: okay i you know look i again when someone commits a crime against someone whoever they are we should be we should pretend that that person who was the victim of that crime is your father is your son yeah, I agree. is your mother yeah. and we should be tough and deal with it you know where you know it's one thing when a 15 year old does something uh, is indulged in an anti-semitic act uh and we don't want to you know we don't want to throw the key away and say this is it it's over for you but there's got to be repercussions yeah i, I mean, agree otherwise otherwise people get it they understand you know i can hate whatever i want and nothing is going to happen. There has to be consequences for hate.
0: Well, right Whatever now they are putting, right now they are letting the blacks out of jail and prisons, and putting the whites in, and the blacks are getting out and committing more crimes, even worse than the ones they committed before you let them out. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Now, look, Jesse, I think. Uh, Let me tell you my dream. My dream is that we work together. My dream is is that we come together and we be honest about things. Look, when there's, if a black person does something that you don't like, it's the individual, not black people.
0: If you're dealing
1: with a Jew who has, you feel has not been fair or whatever it may be, don't say, oh, the Jews. It's not about the Jews. It's about an individual. And that's part of the problem that you hear. You have you noticed? You got issues. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. But don't blame me. I'm a <laughs> Jew, and I'm a proud Jew. But have you're you noticed me because I'm a Jew?
0: Have you noticed that when whites commit crimes against uh, blacks, which are few and far away, right, that the repercussion is greater than it is when blacks commit crimes toward whites? Have you noticed that?
1: Well, look, I, I, I haven't looked closely at the, all those kind of numbers. The bottom line is that when people commit crimes, when they commit crimes that involve hate, that involve, uh, you know, anti-Semitism, uh, bias, etc., if we want to send a message to the rest of society, Jesse, things got out of control. Yeah. How did we end up right now with a situation where parents tell me, I won't put my my son or daughter on a bus or train, I use Uber. I'm afraid to send them on a bus or train here in liberal progressive New York. How did that happen? You know how it happened? Because for a year with all the things that were going on, the leaders of this state were issuing press releases, were futzing around. They weren't doing what they needed to do. The leadership was not there. Now, Now everybody uh, is promising all kinds of things. It took murder. It took mayhem. It took people being stabbed on Hanukkah to wake up the people who for one year did nothing, nothing, nothing.
0: Let me just ask one one more question concerning that. Then I want to go to this Iran deal that's happening right now. Um, In America, should we have anti-Semitism laws, anti-Black laws, anti-Mexican laws, Or should we just have laws that says if you commit a crime, you're going to do the time and not separate the group's like by having anti-this and anti-that. When you break the law, you break the law. Should we have anti-Semitism, anti-Black laws, or just laws?
1: Right. Well, at one time it was just laws. If you committed a crime, uh, you would pay the price, right? But I think what happened over years, uh, you know, Politicians, uh, everybody wanted to curry favor. Look, when there were many attacks on elderly people in New York, we passed special laws that if you attack an elderly person, (laughs) it's different than you attack a younger person, which, you you know, we feel for the older people. But, you know, we always do things like that. We do it with transgender, we do it with gay, we do it
0: with... It's so uh, wrong like, to do it that way, though.
1: Yeah. That's not well, the American in way. In the real world, I, I would have no problem. But I think the point of it was exactly to emphasize that when you attack someone because of the color of their skin or because of their religion or because of what they believe in, that that is a more serious thing. If I belt you uh, just because I've... I just want to belt you. Just I just want to attack you. That's a serious crime. But if I belt you and say you effing Jew or you black whatever, that we want to send a message that that brings you to a different level, a much more serious level. Look, that's what happened, you know, through the, the decades, through the century, and I understand that. But look what's happened now. We're not enforcing any of this stuff. No, but I know no consequences, I happen. No consequences. I
0: happen to know because I'm in the media. I happen to know that white people, for years now, have been attacked by the blacks, simply because they're white, and the blacks hate them, and they they do it. They call them uh, all kinds of names while they're attacking them, and yet the blacks are not being punished for it, and they are attacking white people simply because they're white, and they have this hatred in their heart toward white people. I just say something needs to be done about that before it get too far out of hand.
1: Yeah. Well, Jesse, I I hear what you're saying. There's a lot of work to be done, uh, and sadly, uh, uh, it's amazing that in 2020 in this great country of ours, that we are confronted with a very dramatic, very serious challenge in terms of hate in this country. Yes. It, it is very dramatic, it is out of control, and we need to address all facets of it. People need to take a step back. Look, we're never gonna get, Jesse, we're never gonna get rid of hate and anti-Semitism. It's always been there, it will always be there, but we can make it better. We can make it better if we have the honest conversations that need to be had, and that we treat everyone. One standard for hate, one standard for anti-Semitism. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican or whatever else you are, if you hate, if you take that hate to another level of attacking someone, you will pay a price. The
0: I got to ask you, you this. The I got to ask this because I, uh, I grew up in Alabama. I grew up on a plantation. I am a Christian. And while growing up, I was taught to love Israel because if it wasn't for Judaism, there would be no Christianity. Right. And so I love Israel. I've been there before. We sent a second crew there. I And I've been hearing lately that white there are a lot of white people and black people who think that the Jews own everything and they control everything, like the media, and that they want illegal aliens to come into America to destroy America. Is it true that the Jews own everything and control it?
1: <laughs> Look— This is the oldest, uh, if you go back throughout history, and I'm talking about uh, thousands of years, Jews were always a convenient scapegoat. You got a problem, you're not responsible for your problem. You blame the other guy. Oh, if only the Jews, if only the Jews. Look, the reality is where I come from, in many of our communities, my communities, people have large families, they struggle, they work hard. Right. They're law abiding. They have a difficult time economically, but you know what? They don't blame anybody else for 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 whatever the difficulties or the challenges. But that's what anti semitism is. It so is give me.
0: Uh, I'm black and slow. Just give me a quick yes or no. Do they own the media and the banks and things like that? Uh,
1: that's you know that's news to me. <laughs> that's a, that's preposterous. That is ridiculous. Okay. First of all factually it's not true, and let me say something else let's say it was true it's not true, not even close okay but let's say it was true if I owned a bank if I owned all the banks the question is not my owning the banks the question is if I legitimately bought a bank or bought anything that is a well, what's the problem with that did I did I take it away from you did I Force you to give it to me.
0: I totally this, agree. This is,
1: it's it's such a it's such a uh, ridiculous, outrageous. It's an excuse to hate someone, and it's an excuse not to look in the mirror. That the shortcomings that you have, that it's your shortcomings. Don't blame anyone else.
0: I absolutely, I absolutely agree, and that's what I tell the young white males who are mad. So if the Jews own everything, what were you doing that you didn't? You get your own. What happened to you? I would learn from the Jews, and I would get my own
1: bank. I would be mad. I, was, <laughs> I would buy learn. Bank. If you can buy a bank, go, go buy, buy a, a bank. bank. That's go right. Go buy the newspaper. Go do what you need to do. But look, the fact is, Adolf Hitler used the same arguments. Stalin used the same arguments throughout history. This has been—the Jews, you know— we are approximately 15 million. Can you believe it? Only 15 million of eight and a half billion people. And it's always the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. <laughs> I
0: understand. I I When I moved to L.A. from um, Alabama, I noticed that in the black communities where white people live there, Blacks were jealous and mad at them for doing well, so they ran the whites out. Then the Jews came along, and they did well in the inner cities, and the blacks got mad at them and ran them off. And the Mexicans and everybody, the Asians, it's like when you have hatred in your heart, you don't see how to do it the right way. Rather than learning, you get angry, and you run the people off that can probably help you do better in your life.
1: Absolutely. Jesse, look, I want us to talk— all of us, people who disagree with me, I disagree with them. That's fine. That's what America is. But we need to sit and talk. And we need to understand that hate, that anti-Semitism, that blaming a people for things that you perceive, you know, is unfair to you. We need to have the conversation. We need to have the dialogue. And right now, Jesse, there are very few people out there, especially on the progressive, Democrat, liberal side who are prepared to have that conversation. They don't have the courage to face the reality of what is out there. And if you don't face that reality, you can't solve a problem if you don't face the problem.
0: So one last thing about that, because you mentioned such a good point, when white people speak up about their disagreement with the Jews, they're called white supremacists, they're pushed, to you know, destroyed almost. How do you believe that white people should be able to speak up and disagree with the Jews without being attacked and called white supremacists and all that or anti-Semitism and all that?
1: Look, people should have a right to disagree, vociferously argue, debate, yeah, e- even raise their voice. No problem, no problem. You just cannot cross that line that you and I and we understand what that line is. Yes. It's sad. Yeah. When you go when you start blaming a people, and that's what's happened to the black community so often. The racism directed against the black community in America was a tremendous sickness. It's gotten better, but we're not there yet either. We need to respect each other in spite of our differences. We need to have respect.
0: Well we the reason to to the different. reason that is happening for the blacks in that way is because People have tried to get along with the blacks they've tried to work with the blacks they've given them everything they've asked for over the years, but the blacks are so hateful not all not all not all not all, but most they're so angry and hateful toward everybody it's hard to get along with them it's not like It's not like the people are going against the blacks they're at a point now they're protecting themselves from the blacks
1: Jesse, I believe that most people in the minority community and i mean overwhelmingly most are decent people who care. I think it is a small group that cause chaos. The group may be, you know, L- L- Al Sharpton, yourself, Jesse
0: Jackson. Know.
1: Yeah. Well, look, people like Al Sharpton, you know, how in God's name <clears throat> someone who has indulged in so much hate, yeah. someone who was involved in the Crown Heights riots, a program for three days in Crown Heights, that resulted from an accident, an accident of a young black child being hit by a car and and dying as a result. How that became an excuse for riots for three days, led led by the Reverend Al Sharpton. And now he's kosher. He (laughs) is kosher, right? Right now, uh, Bloomberg, when he's running for president, guess who he visits to get the okay. Guess whose ring he gets to kiss? I know. That's my blowing. All the rest of them. Yeah. All the rest of them. Can you imagine that?
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah. Jesse, they should be coming to you, not to Al Sharpton. I'm
0: telling you. That's right. So two quick questions I got to run. Number one, there was a demonstration in support of Iran. I believe that, that happened in New York. Uh. It, oh yeah, New York people gather to protest war against Iran. What did you
1: think about that? People supporting Iran? Yes. Sick people? Yes. Very, very sick. Why sick.
0: don't Why don't we get a bus and ship them over there to live in Iran if they're against America like that?
1: Uh, look, I'll chip in for the car fare. <laughs> I'm with you. Amazing! That you know, blew my you know, a mind. A lot of these people, a lot of these people, Jesse, they love Iran, they love Russia, they love some of these other countries that that violate the human rights of their citizens. Why don't they spend a year or two living there? Yes. Why does an AOC go down to uh, some of these places and get herself an apartment and spend three months and see what it's like for the people?
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. And my final question: I I heard that you did something that was really nice, and you were attacked for it. But I thought it was fine, to be honest with you. Back, I in,
1: don't believe I did anything nice, Jesse.
0: <laughs> back in rumor. back in 2013, the New York Observer published an article attacking you for wearing a black face at a party. To me, that should have been like, right on. That's cool. How did you feel well, being attacked by that? For that?
1: Well, you know, look. It was an opportunity for people to attack. But basically, it was the holiday of Purim, which many people uh, are not familiar with. And on the holiday of Purim, everyone in the uh, religious Jewish community, we all dress up. And I I have dressed up, and we spend 12, 13 hours entertaining hundreds and hundreds of people in our home with food and drink. And, you know, all my intention from the very beginning and my record, by the way, of working with black leaders goes back, you know, for the last 30 years, everybody knows that. So but I you shouldn't work. I don't, work I black, thought, don't work with the black,
0: don't work with the black leader, work with the black people.
1: I thought was totally innocent. Yeah. And boy, boy, did those who uh, had an opportunity to attack me, boy, do they come after me? <laughs> and I said right there and then, and I said right there and then, look, if I've offended anyone, I'm sorry. That's not a problem. I know how to say, I'm sorry for offending you. But most people didn't understand what Purim was all about. And, you know, I've dressed up, you know, uh, I've dressed up where people in my orthodox Jewish community may have been offended. The point is, people dress up in the most interesting, different ways to celebrate uh, a, a beautiful, beautiful holiday. So... You know, I look back at it and say, look, and by the way, I just got to tell you a story. Uh, this event took place in my home. <clears throat> and as I said, may have been four or five hundred people who came through the house in the cor- course of the day. Not one person ever said to me, oh, my God, you better you better get rid of that. You know, uh, you're <laughs> yeah. going to get into trouble when the day ended and it was late at night. Someone asked me, uh, do you mind if I uh, uh, post a picture of you? Uh from the holiday of Purim, the way you dressed, you know what my reaction was? But no that, problem. Right I on. I didn't think for a second, <clears throat> no, we want to hide this. We don't want anybody to find out about this. So, you know, those who are offended, I apologize. Uh, uh, take you take know, my if word. Turn turned the clock back, I would have. But, uh, no, you know, we got no go on with life.
0: No one was offended by that. They only said it tried to intimidate you, believe me, to control you. They were not it, offend- they were not offended by that at all. Not one okay, iota. Jesse. I hear you. Yeah, it's just all control. They want to control you. They want to intimidate you. And then once they see that they have control over you, they come back and ask for money, ask for programs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the Sharpton deal.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I, I, I know that I know that deal. I know that very well. I've, uh, uh, but anyway, look, it's a delight to be with you uh, Jesse, and have the conversation and uh, continue to have the conversation because uh, this ain't over. There's a unfortunately, uh, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better.
0: Well, when you have those meetings with so-called leaders, let me know. I'd like to be there. OK. All you right. Just tell it. the folks your website again. Uh, founder of Americans Against Antisemitism. What's your website?
1: And they can people can go, those who want to show support, those who want to get involved. It's AmericansAA.org. And uh, we are a grassroots organization. And our support now has grown all over this country. And by the way, Jew and non-Jew alike, it's amazing the support that we get from Christians all over this country, their love of the Jewish people, their love of the land of Israel. I wish that more of my own people, the Jewish people would express, you know, Jews sometimes, uh, you know, they don't want to be overly, uh, 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 say the most amazing things about Israel. You know, what, what are the, what are the non-Jews going to think about that? But non-Jews, Christians, uh, uh, they don't have that problem. I agree. They love the Jewish people. They love Israel, and they say it.
0: Yep, absolutely. Dove. And you're one of them. Jesse, you're one of them. Thank you. I love Israel. I don't care what nobody says. I love uh-huh. Israel. <laughs> Dov Haken. Haken, right? Haken. Haken. Thank you so you much. It's an honor to meet you, and I hope to see you again soon.
1: Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so
0: much. Have a good day. Take care. All right. Amazing! Absolutely amazing, folks. You got to get together and talk, really. Be honest with one another and not hate. You'll be surprised what you'll find out.